Hey, yo, it's your boy Moo, a.k.a. Mr. 21 Days, a.k.a. Musing Thornton, and I'm with my boy, my guy. Yo, you know who it is, Mr. Running Glasses, a.k.a. Mr. Steven Shears, a.k.a. Mr. Be There Whenever You Need Me. And listen, you're running for a minute. Welcome to our podcast, our uh, episode number seven. Somebody said episode number six, but look, it's a lost episode somewhere out there. So uh, we're going to go with episode number seven until we find that lost episode. Is that all right with you? Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, that's all right. It got to be all right. Listen, man, uh, we got into a topic of Valentine's Day last time we spoke, last time you heard of us. But we supposed to have touched something about this crime rate in Philadelphia, all this violence that we have in our city. Uh, going through my timeline just five minutes ago, late breaking news. Uh, gunman shot four people near North Philly, Philly school in broad daylight. Four people in broad daylight. This violence got to stop, man. I don't know what's going on. Uh, people just out of pocket. Uh, last Friday, my youngin, my, uh, my nephew, he got shot, uh, God bless that the bullet went right through him, got shot at the park, playing basketball, playing basketball, him and the uh, other young guy got shot at the park playing basketball. Kid don't get, I can say, this kid don't do no wrong. You know how they say kids don't do, look, this kid ain't into anything, but he got, he got hit, man. Just they crazy out here with these guns. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yo, it, it don't make no sense. Like because it's like that's all they doing. Like they not even not to say not to say it's the right time to shoot or anything like that. Like I'm not going on that tangent. But at least back in the day when people used to get shot, they got shot for a reason. Like it was it was something really happened and then somebody really shot somebody. But now it's like really everybody getting shot. And the crazy part now is. It's even female shooters now. Like it then the whole game didn't change. Before it used to be like beef and this, that, and other. And now it's not even beef no more. It's just like random shootings, just random acts of violence. It it happens with no problem. And it, like you said, it happened in broad daylight. But back in the day, it used to only happen at certain times. Like if you out in the streets in the wrong, wrong place, wrong time, and stuff like that. Now it's like you don't even know what to do. You can't even walk to the store now. You can't even go with where everybody at because, like you just said, four people just got shot. As a date, year to date, it's been 50 murders and homicide victims in uh, Philadelphia already. Uh, this time last year, it was 41. That's still not, that's not a great stat. To, um, you know, it's, <laughs> that's not a great stat. You understand what I'm saying? Like, and like, it's just getting wilder and wilder and like, I even talked to some of my guys, some of my pastor friends and ministers and uh, community activists. Uh, really, nobody don't know what to do about the, the the issue. They don't know what to do about how do you prevent this gun violence. So they have initiatives. I've seen the, uh, the chief out there uh, giving people, was it a gun safety? Oh, the, the locks. The locks, the gun locks. Uh, that's one initiative. I know you were at a couple of schools on Friday, right? Yeah. Um, you know, we got people like, like Steven Shears, you know, my man running glasses, going out to the schools, talking to the kids, speaking positivity to the kids, being a mentor. That's another, if you don't realize that that's 
uh, a preventative gun gun violence preventative. That's a preventative action. That's one thing that is preventive action. Just by talking to kids and trying to reach kids, you know, and trying to reach kids where they at while they're in school, you know, trying to show them there's a better way than the violence, there's a better way than the guns, there's a better way than being angry, is a better way than taking your frustration out and just lashing out and going going crazy. Yeah, and, and the thing about it is this, though. Like, I'm not to say that there's a right way to do things, especially illegal things and stuff like that. But at least back in the day when the people who were selling drugs and all that other stuff, they was more about making money. They wasn't about, like, shooting everybody and everything like that. They wasn't about nothing but making money. Nowadays, these kids out here, they're not even making no money. They out here trying to be the gangsters and the thugs. They want to be the one. Like, they they hype to tell you that they shot somebody. They hype to tell you that they robbed somebody. Like, they're telling everybody what they're doing. And then they wonder why they're getting locked up. But the thing about it is, used to the drug dealers used to make money. And now the kids not making money. They just trying to be drug dealers like the ones that they see on TV or the ones that they think that they think that these rappers is rapping about and stuff like that. They need to, they need something else. They really need something else. And that's why I talk to the kids. I try to teach them and help them to create their own businesses so that they can have some money. And a lot of, and I I do understand that. Yes, some of them don't have other choices. Yes, some of them come from bad backgrounds and stuff like that. Yes, some of them are in environments where it's conducive to do stuff like that. But the thing about it, like, like I always say is, is I came from that same environment. I decided to do something different. I decided to, to figure another way out. Now, I didn't have no support or anything, but you got people you got people out here that got organizations yeah. that's out here for you, that's out here to support you, that's out here to help you. I got a guy, uh, Pastor Carl called day he's doing a great thing he got a a, a program called cast cast off cast offs to conquerors now that's a after school mentoring program they do daily mentorship uh and tutoring and they also get a kids financial stipends uh, and they go on monthly trips also uh now here at 35 spots available you can register uh, through his email info at uh, at culturechangingchristians.org. That's info at culturechangingchristians.org. Or you can follow Pastor Carl Day, that's his Instagram, IG, Pastor Carl Day, and get more information. Now, that, that program started in March. It started March 2nd. And he take 35 teen boys uh, between, and it runs from 330 to 6 p- 6.30 p.m. Now, that's one way uh, violence preventative action that that uh, some guys in the city have taken. I know Pastor Carl Day. I'm going to slide through there, you know, a couple of times a week if I, uh, God willing. You know, I'm going to put it in my agenda and make a habit of going down there and just talk to and try to mentor with some kids um, into the right path, man. If we can get 35 kids uh, off the streets. That's 35 lives that's saved. You know, that's 35 kids not catching a bullet. Uh, that's in these streets, and I think that's a a great preventive preventative action to take against this violence that's in the streets right now. Uh, what did you talk to the kids about, in Cole? Where you was at? What school you was at? Um, I was at. I can't even think of the name of elementary school. I was. I was at Vox first. I went okay. to Vox, and they did a. a they were doing like to have the men come and greet the kids as they coming in, like just to welcome to school. It was their hundredth day of school, 
And then uh, what they happened is they had a panel. They had the kids telling us what the Vox High School is doing. So truthfully, it, listen, if you got the chance, you definitely should look in the Vox and see uh, if you can get your child into it. Because they got like a real life school in there. So it's not just all about taking tests and grades and all the other stuff. They have like mentorships. They got like, they got internships. Like they send the kids out to go get a job, like in the field that they are interested in. And also what they do is at the end of the year, instead of having the kid take a what test. What was the name of that again? Vox. 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 Okay. It's a high school now. It used to be a middle school. Okay. Who run it? Who the director of that? Um, the director. Let me see if I can find the name of the director. Um, but listen, it's a, it's a school in South Philly. It is, is the, the principal is black. The vice principal is black. It's a lot of black faculty and stuff like that. And not to say that it's only for black kids or things like that, but it's not a lot of schools that you have people that look like the kids. And it's not a lot of kids that can relate to the teachers because how, how can you tell me what to do? Or how I should be, how I should be feeling, if you ain't never been through what I've been through. Like you trying to get me to come in here and do all this schoolwork, and you trying to get me to come in here and and uh and listen and sit down and all the other stuff. But I'm worried about what's going on at home. I got I got family members that are we about to be homeless. Yeah. We going we we our water not on and stuff like that. Like how are you going to sit here and try to tell me that I should be listening to this math equation? And I don't even understand how this math equation is going to help me figure out once I get in the house, we ain't got no heat. Yeah. And that's what it is. So the so the vice principal name is Daryl Johnson. I forgot the name the uh of the actual principal though. So the school is Vox and it, it was uh it's got a three part program. So it's the it's Vox the school that's through that's through the city of Philadelphia. But then PHA also has something to do with it. And then also an outside company called Big Picture purchased the school also. So it's three parts. So that's why they're able to do a lot of the uh a lot of the outreach, a lot of the um internships, a lot of the like it's more of an alternative school, but in a good way. Like most of the time, alternative school is more like a boon or mm-hmm. or like you you send the kids to because they too bad and stuff like that. I'm not even sure if boons still open. <laughs> but it's a listen, it's you definitely should look into it. It's at it's located at 2300 West Master Street. Y'all definitely should go see what it is about because when I say them kids in there. Them kids in there were talking about stuff that I didn't learn until maybe my mid twenties, and and they and they're talking about like their future, like yo, I really know what I'm going to do. I know what path I'm going down. I know what I'm going to be and where I'm going to be in the next year or two. And that that is the positive stuff that most schools are missing, because most schools really is just pushing you through to take a test. Right. They just push you through like oh like oh we got the uh the the stat coming up we we need to get our funding absolutely. So, and they do half half the teacher in school, half teacher in that class, and be based on taking these tests. And the tests, like, let's be real, like, <laughs> the tests ain't not even like conducive to to us. You know what I mean? When I say us, I mean black and brown students because they don't they, they don't. It don't grow it, us. You know, it don't help us. It don't help us. Like school. Resonate, school don't resonate with us. That's what I was looking for. Yeah, school don't really school don't really help us because we don't. It's really preparing us for. It's really preparing us 
to go work for somebody or to go to a to go to college and get another bill and stuff like that. It's preparing us, it's really preparing us for failure. And the only reason I say that is because we need school to really connect with what it is that you do outside in the world. So I need you to make the kids understand why you need to learn this math problem. Why you need to learn this. They science. don't have those classes. Like I went to uh I went to when seventh and eighth grade, I went to uh Austin Mian. Mm-hmm. Austin Mian, I had but more of a wood shop, mm-hmm. yeah, wood shop. I had a uh, home, home, what's it called? Home at. Home at, where I taught how to sew. We teach how to sew, taught how to cook. Uh, I had accounting, mm-hmm. where I knew how to do my own taxes when I was in seventh grade, eighth grade. Um, they had metal shop, you know. They taught, you know, how to work with metal and stuff and how to put your, uh, put your goggles on and all that. And metal shop, uh, they had a lot of shop, and every, every quarter, every semester, you take a shop, and like uh, I think you saying like they should bring those shops back. Yeah, they even had music, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, music and music like they don't know like music soothe your soul, or whatever. So I mean, different things they might want to like bring back, you know, uh, entrepreneur class or something like a program on finance or something, or bring these people in. Or bring listen, people in like you. Or they like you said, they can bring me in. I got a pro me and uh me and my homie uh John McLeod, Mr. Mac Motivates. We got a program called KEP, which means kids entrepreneurship program. And like we got a whole program that we're really launching and bringing into these schools. Like, listen, bring me there. I'll come help. I come teach the kids something different. I come expose them to new things and just show them other options and things like that. Because you gotta understand. Going to college is a wonderful thing. I'm not saying not to go to college. But the thing is, if you have no idea what you're going to do with the college, with the degree, or with the field, there's no purpose of you going to college. Like, there, yes, you can meet new people. Yes, you can get a bigger network and stuff like that. But it's not worth the bill. Do not send your kids to college to be to go for general studies, to go for communication, to go for stuff that... There's no path for them. You're talking about doctors, lawyers, physicians, uh, pharmacists, uh, physicians, biologists. Yeah, college go go to college for that, but all the other stuff, man. You know, you might want to think think about that. But even with uh, their program, their program is a form of, again, what we hit on a form of um, violence prevention. You know, because kids are learning what to do. Like kids be so frustrated in school. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Because like you said, they're learning like, like I can't get this. This ain't what I want to do. I'm in here for eight years. This is not what I want to do. And they frustrated. They frustrated trying to get grades that's going to be worth what? You know what I'm saying? Like they get frustrated. And you really need to find, find out what your kid want to do, what your kid want to be in life. Talk to your kid about life. And that's that's a form of... Talking to your kid is a form of, you know, violence prevention. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So you won't have your kid all frustrated. What they do with with uh, with Steve and Mac do coming to school, they also come into recreation centers. They also come into churches, and churches need to get more involved in the community. Yeah, in the community. Like I read, like four four people was just shot. It was two young boys shot down my end. Like churches, four is two churches on one church on one corner, one church on the other corner. They came out in the summertime, 
you know, they rallied around the neighborhood, up and down Rich Island, around the neighborhood, you know, one time. You know, they rallied down Pentown one time. But we don't see them opening doors to these kids so these kids can come in. We don't see them producing these programs, bringing you in with a program so kids can come in. You know, like what I said, that's why I love my guy, Pastor Carl Day. He's in these streets. He's opening up his doors. He opened up his door for me, a program I got coming out, what, May 14th? When I'm speaking to kids with, you know, mental health, I got a panel going on. You understand what I'm saying? So we putting things in work. How how do this relate to violence prevention? Our kids not frustrated. If our kids not doing the, if our kids is learning from mentors in these programs, you know, mentors how to be entrepreneur, mentor how to find. I do a workshop. How to find yourself? How to find your purpose? How to find the, how to find your dream? How to work your vision? I do a program on that. You know what I'm saying? If some of these churches that's on one side of Rich Allen, on the other side of Rich Allen, I don't know what other, on one side of Norris, on the other side of Norris, you know, on one side of Tasker, on the other side of Tasker, on one side of Point Breeze, there's a church on every corner. Yeah. In these in these, in these these areas that gun, these kids are getting killed at. Yeah. I'm not talking about, oh, these kids, these babies are getting killed. This mass mass years right there, smack in the middle in Germantown, right there. Yep. I like four mass years in, on Germantown Avenue, but nobody opened the doors. If they are, I don't see it. Exactly. I see guys like my man Khalif and Steve, child childhood loss. If you want information about them, hit me up. I will send you to the um, Instagram, IG childhood loss is me. They got a chest. They got a chest chat on every every Sunday, two p.m. to four p.m. at Urban Art Gallery. That's on Fifty Second Street in Philadelphia. I forget the uh, the location on Wednesday. Every Wednesday, I think six o'clock is up in is in Germantown. They bring together fifteen like fifteen young guys. If your kid need mentorship, like don't look. There's help. There's help in the city, but you got research to help. You know. I'm sorry the church down the street can't help you. I'm sorry they're not opening the doors up. You know, I'm sorry they got open the doors up with programs. Or if they are, call me out. Or if the church, if your church opened the doors, you know, if your mass jail, your mass jail is opening the doors for these kids that's getting that's getting murdered out on these streets, let me know. You know. What's my what's my MG, MG uh, M, uh, underscore Mister Twenty One Days? Yeah, underscore underscore Mister Twenty One Days or running glasses. Let us know so yeah. we can put this out. Cause I'm tired of kids getting killed. Period. Mm. I had time. Cuttingham Center was open to us every day. Yeah. Mister Bush used to run that thing every day. Used to be open. We used to run ball down there every day. Then Sunny Hill uh, League came down or something. Man, we had the PHA League in the summer. Like Listen, we had we things for the, the kids we to do, man. The boys and girls club that we was able to go to, but then that's another thing too. Like, don't bring don't bring these facilities to our neighborhoods, and then all of a sudden now y'all switch up the facilities because we started at the boys and girls club. Everything was free. They had stuff for us to do. They had engagement, all of that, and then out of nowhere they started saying, "Oh, it costs," and we like, "What you mean it costs? We've been coming here for the last year and a half for free." Oh no, well, it's a member. You gotta have a membership now. 
You got to have all this, that, and other. Y'all in these impoverished neighborhoods, we don't have the extra money for a membership. We don't, we don't. And even if we do have the money, some of the parents don't see the value in it. Right. They really just, they really just want the kid out the house. They not, they, but some of them not willing to pay the extra $10 or $20 a month, whatever it is. And that's the thing. Y'all, we really need to be out here in these streets. We really need to be with these kids. We need to be working with them. We need to give them other options. And the thing about it is also, too, with the parents. Listen, I remember as a kid, my mom would tell me something. My dad would tell me something. The lady down the street would tell me something. My grandma would tell me something. My aunt would tell me something. The lady around the corner would tell me something. The person, the person up the block would tell me something. And... They all were guiding me in the right direction. But y'all parents now, and it's like, yo, don't talk to my kid. Don't say nothing to my kid. Mm -hmm. That's my child. Don't tell my child what to do and things like that. So if you the only person that's allowed to tell your child what to do, then, and you're not around your child 24 hours, he, your child is getting more influence or getting more input from people that's telling them the wrong things to do. So when somebody try to tell your child to do the right thing or, or try to get them good options and things like that, or, or try to correct them. Now, I'm not saying you should let everybody correct your child, but I'm just saying, if people are correcting your child for the bad stuff that they're doing or or, the, or whatever they're messing up at or trying to help them to fix it, yo, let them people help. Exactly. Let them let them people be a positive, a positive voice in your child's ear because the thing is, and shout out to all the single moms. Like, we understand it's hard for y'all out here. We understand that y'all out here working and grinding and everything and y'all working two three jobs and all that we understand all that yeah mama but you got to understand too is that if you're working three jobs who watching your kids who raising your kids who's talking to your kids and if you got the wrong people talking to your kids then we're gonna have kids out here shooting kids like we having right now i mean some i mean with that with that situation like my mom went shoot man my mom was a single mom my dad got locked up with a while well, was 10 so you know, my mom worked. My mom worked, man. And uh, I don't know, man. I can't say I was a, the perfect kid. Uh, I can't say I had the perfect role models. I can't say I had the perfect upbringing. You know what I mean? I, I thank God. I thank God that bullets missed me. You know? I thank God that all the stuff I've I done, I'm just, I'm just blessed. But sometimes, man, it's just like that. It's like that, man. Like... Like, well, these these stipends ain't enough. You're getting in home. You got work. She got work. Like, then where the kids left at? Like I said, we had the cutting in center. We I, I had cutting in center at least to 630, at least to 7 o'clock. You know, I had that. You know, mom wasn't home. She was working. I had that at least to 7 o'clock. I had football. You know, uh, when I when I played high school football, I had football at least to that. These kids don't have nothing, bro. Yeah. These kids like in the hood, like don't have nothing. They got all right, all right, all right. They got uh man down at A Street, like you know. But it's only a certain amount of kids can come inside it, and once they a certain age, then they like no more. Yeah, you know, once they hit that thirteen, then like where they go. I said we had like we had those places where we can we can thrive at, you know, that we can play ball like, you know, and somebody help us, somebody that cared about us, you know. Mm -hmm. Did you eat, son? You know, I remember Mr. Butch, man. Did you eat? Oh, Mr. Butch, I ain't eat. 
Mr. Butch order some pizza or something. Mr. Butch give you four dollars. Go get you some chicken wings or something. Kids be hungry. Yeah. Kid be angry. Kid be frustrated. You know, kid don't not going to school. Why well, I'm not going to school? Cause I don't got. I'm. I, I look like a dust bomb. Mm -hmm. You know, I can't help my situation. So, so he on the streets. By the time he missed two weeks, two two months of school, like it's done. Yeah. Why even go back? Like, and, that, and that's the and that's the thing about it is it's a lot more. It's a lot deeper than just like what you see from the outside, like kids shooting kids and stuff like that. Like, yo, they they growing up. It's a jungle out there for real, and they out there with them animals. So what and, can we do? What what can we do? What can we do? Like we talking about what we can we do? That mentorship, right? Exactly. That raise and take a village to raise a child, right? So don't be scared. Oh, his, oh his, oh his. Y'all hear me, old heads? Yeah, I'm talking to you, old head. That's walking to the store, seeing these young boys serving these serving these fiends and not saying nothing to them because you made it out because you got your little city job because you good where you at. You just shake your head at the young boy, but you don't want to drop no gems on the young boy. I'm talking to you, old head. Talk to that young boy. Tell that young boy that you was shot at. Tell that young boy you was you was locked up before. Tell that young boy you always make mistakes with your life. Exactly. Teach them. Like, and that's all it is. You teach them from what you know. You let them understand because a lot of these kids are still kids. Like I, I remember, listen, I remember when I was I was 13, still trying to figure out, like, uh, I, I I barely knew how to tie my shoes straight all the way. Like barely knew, barely was putting on, like I had to fight the fight to wash up. Like, oh, like, oh shoot. I, oh, my mom used to be like, yo, you yo, you ain't been in the tub and uh in a week, <laughs> oh, okay, mama, I, I get in the tub. But y'all think these, y'all think they grown. Y'all, y'all, y'all think these, y'all think these thirteen and fourteen year olds yeah, are are out here uh, making life decisions like in a positive way. No, they making life decisions in the in the negative way. They really throwing their lives away because once this thirteen year old shoots somebody or attempt to shoot somebody or whatever, now they didn't lost. They gonna lose them years. They might not ever get back out. I know I got a couple young boys that. Ain't never gonna see the light of day again. And it was only 14, 15. I got other, I got other people from around my way that just listen, it's been so much death around like where I grew up at, is that uh one of my old heads, one of my old heads just passed away uh two days ago. Uh my old head T. Now, when I heard the news of him dying, because I seen him like I seen him maybe like a couple of days before. Yeah, when I heard the news of him dying, automatically I thought he got shot. Automatically, like automatically, I'm. It was no way that he didn't get shot. Then I found out that he died from a massive heart attack, and it was like I had a relief over my, my over myself because finally somebody that died didn't die from either diabetes or getting shot, and that's a shame. That's a shame where I'm relieved that the person died. But didn't die from getting shot, and and that's what it is. It becomes a norm so much where I don't like I don't know. Like my 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 views on stuff is different. My views on on death is different because I didn't seen so much of it. And this what we need our kids not to do is not not to go through it, not be to be common, not to be common, death to be common. Like uh like I I, I used to rap. I uh, I said a line in one of my rap. I said, I put a 
on your uh, a stogie on your chest, and I see you soon. I keep on having mad visions of me up in the tomb. I wish I live another moon, but life got its own tomb. When I go out, I want to go out with a boom and a bang and a yo. What is this? And then someone end this. Amazing, isn't it? The song was called Unamazing. I wrote that song when I was 13 years old. That's how I felt. So I know how it felt when, like, you lost. Like, you feel like death is all around you. Like, we don't want our kids, like Steve, like, like Steve just said, like, you know, how he feel like death is, like, something to be natural. Like, I felt that death is a, like, that death is natural, but being killed, not, let's put it like this, being murdered and seeing murders, that's natural. Oh, you know such and such got killed? Yeah, he got smoked and shot him four times. Yeah, man, rip. Rest in peace. And like that, you know what I mean? Because we see death so long. But I know that feeling because I'm like, think of all my raps that I wrote. And my raps was like, I'm 13, 14 writing this raps. I'm like, that was my environment that I was in. And I'm like, that's what I'm saying. Like, we got to take these kids out of these like programs and take these kids out of environments away from them, from there. You know what I mean? So their mind can, set, can be set somewhere else. Uh yeah, and that's what it is. Like we gotta provide a new lane for them. Lane. We gotta give them more opportunity. We gotta be there that's for it. them and talk to them like we wish somebody would have talked to us. Facts. Like, yes, we yes, we made it out. Some of us made it out, some of us didn't. But the thing about it is, imagine how much farther we would be if we had some guidance. Imagine how much farther we would be if we had somebody telling us. What they went through, yeah. how they got over over it, how they figured it out. Yeah. Listen, I ain't want to bump my head all the time. Like teach me, so I don't have to bump my head on something that you already bumped your head on. Right. If you already made it through this path, or you already been, you already been through this the struggle. Why would you let me go through the struggle? Exactly. Too? He's always they, they don't they don't get it though. They don't get it, man. They don't want to say. I I think the whole thing in the I think the whole thing is. See, I, th- I think the whole thing is that they don't want to tell nobody what to do because they stick scared of falling. They scared of that accountability. You understand what I'm saying? Like, if I tell, if I'm an old here, I tell a young boy, like, yo, man, you couldn't, shouldn't be out here doing this. And then I turn around, I'm doing the same thing. He, I'm telling him not to do. I'm looking like a hypocrite, you know, and they don't want it. They, they, they don't have enough faith in themselves, enough strength in their willpower that they don't want to be looking like a hypocrite. How I'm going to tell them this? I'm coming at you, young boy. I'm coming. Every time I see you, yes, it's Mr. Musin bugging me again. Yo, you got locked up? Yeah. You back out here? Yeah. Why? You think this not going to be a pattern? It's going to happen. You know, your young boy got, you know, your man's got shot? Yeah. And you out here? Yeah. You, you think... What you think about you? How, how's your chances? What's your chances look like? You standing out here. What's your chances looking like? Bullets flying every day and you out here. Well, what's the other alternative, Mr. Moore? I don't know. Call me up. You know, call, call me up. Give me a call. Roll with me. Roll with me for a week. Roll with me for a week. Let me figure it. Let me figure it out. Tell your moms, call me up. Let me figure it out. I'll find some resources. I'll find a spot. for. I'll find a community center. Something. You know, I sponsor you. Whatever. I can't. I, I, I'm like, I'm tired of it. You dig me? I'm tired of yeah. it. Enough old heads stop being scared. Like I'm saying, look, look, not an old head lady. 
Please, lady. Stop talking about these kids five miles. They cursing, they disrespectful. Talk to them. Show them some love. Show them that love that their mother's not showing them. You know? As a man, as a boy, we yearn for our mother's love. We learn for our, yearn for our mother's attention because that's the first woman we know. That's the first person we in contact with other than a doctor. They lay us on our mother's chest. You feel me? So that motherly affection is missing from some of these young men out here. They looking for that female role model. That female that's like, hey, what's wrong, baby? Why you look so upset? What's wrong, baby? Why you talking to that female that way? What's wrong, baby? It don't, you don't have to be mad all the time. They looking for that. You understand what I'm saying? They looking for that. Stop being so uh-uh-uh. And stop always worrying about in your house. What's in my house? They ain't my kids. They ain't my... But guess what? When they gunning after, when they gunning after little Ray Ray, you know, and your son walking down the street, little Ray Ray affects that your kid. Yeah. Facts or not? Yeah. Is that fact? That's super facts. Your little Ray Ray affects your kids. Because your kid ain't doing nothing, but little Ray Ray doing something. They after little Ray Ray. The same little Ray Ray you should show some love to. Exactly. The love, same little Ray Ray that you could have offered dinner to. My grandma used to bring every kid in the neighborhood, bring them in to eat dinner. Come on, yeah. man. And that, and that's the thing about it. Like, we're not even telling y'all it's something big or magical that you gotta do. Some of this stuff is really like Show a love. conversation. Show some love. Show some support. Yo, see, you see the kid, tell the kid, like, yo, like, yo, you looking good today. Yo, I, I like your leg. I like what you got going on there. Like, yo, like, don't it ain't always about cussing you, cussing at the kids and frowning and everything. And then like be the example. Like, so so let me tell you a story real quick. So I know I didn't mention my cousin on here a couple of times and things like that. Listen, my cousin was on his way to being one of the biggest drug dealers in Philadelphia. My cousin had a had an Escalade, a brand new Escalade when he was like 17, riding around here. Big, his car was better than everybody else in the neighborhood. He was doing a bunch of stuff that he shouldn't have been doing. Now, I used to have conversations with my cousin and stuff like that. Yo, yo, you need to need to uh, figure out something different with your money and stuff like that. He wasn't listening. He wasn't listening at all, none whatsoever. But I was the example. He kept seeing me. I kept talking to him. He kept seeing me. I kept talking to him. He kept seeing me. I kept talking to him. I kept doing. Then I started doing different stuff. I'm going on trips and stuff, and he looking at everybody else like, "Why? Why are you the only one going on trips?" Um, I'm in good relationships. He's looking at everybody else like, "Yo, I don't never see you arguing, fighting out here with your girl, nothing like that." I'm doing. I'm just being an example. And then one day he asked me like, "Yo, like, what's going on? Like, what are you doing?" And then I showed him a paycheck. Like, I I had to show him a paycheck. He saw my paycheck and was like, "Yo, like, hold on, like, like that's like that's real." Like you can make money like that. And I'm and I'm telling him, and I'm telling him, like, look, this is what they taking out of my paycheck. This is what they this is the taxes that they take. I said, yo, that your taxes is more than most a lot of people I know make. And from that day on, he started listening a little bit more. He started doing a little bit more. He started feeling a little bit more. But the thing is, though, who knows what the catalyst would have been? Who knew what the thing was? Like, I didn't know that him seeing a paycheck was going to be what really helped them move in the right direction. I would have been showed him a paycheck. But now once he started moving in the right direction, he started his entrepreneurship. He started buying houses. And once he started buying houses, he moved on to doing a, uh, doing a construction business. Once he got a construction business, he moved on doing the home health aid business. Now, once he got the home health aid business, we moved on and did a um and doing a trucking business. 
and it just kept building and building and building. Now he got like four or five businesses running at one time. He got his he got his fiance, he got his kids, he in the house most of the time. He ain't out here running the streets like he used to. He ain't bang, he ain't doing the, the dumb stuff that these kids doing today anymore. He got himself together, but it took me to be that example. It took me to help him. It took me to, to show him a different path. It took me to show him something that could inspire him, that could move him, that could move him into the positive direction. Because the thing is this, he always had, he always had people in his ear. He always had people around him. He always had people that was in the neighborhood or that was there with him. But the thing about it is, what was they feeding him? What was they telling him? What was they? They was, oh, you the man. Oh, you the man. Oh, man. Oh, you doing it like your dad used to. You're doing it like your grandpa used to. You're doing it like your uncles used to. You're doing it like, and and that's what they do. They will they feed you. But the problem is, if they feed in the wrong thing, then you will become the wrong person. And that and you just got to figure it out. Like, yo, like, what is people feeding in my life? What yeah. is people feeding me? What are they giving me? Like, what are they bigging up? Are they giving, are they bigging me up my accomplishment? Or are they bigging up my failures? Are they bigging, like, or is they talking more about when I help people? Or are they talking more about when, when I when I don't do what I'm supposed to do, like where where is it? Like is the is the is they loving me because I'm a drug dealer, or is they loving me because of the money I make as a drug dealer, or do they love me? And that's the thing. That's the thing. Like a lot of people don't have love out here. Like a lot of people are only love for the things that they have, and they and a lot of people went through the ups and downs of life of where you have a lot. So you got a lot of love, and then you don't have a lot, then you don't got a lot of love. Then you get some more, you get a lot more love and things like that. And a lot of people think that that's love. A lot of these people are out here doing stuff for money or doing stuff against the law because they think they're going to get love for it. But the, pro the thing about it is we can give them love for free. We can be in their air for free. Yep. We can show them examples for free. Exactly. We can be the change that these kids need. And no, it's not going to happen overnight. It's not. And this was my cousin, and it took me forever to get work with him. So imagine what it would have been if it would have been a stranger on the street. So just you got to work with them. You got to talk to them. Be consistent with them. You got to show you got to show what you're doing first before you even talk. They got to be able to see you and see what you're doing and see that you're a positive person before you can talk about the positivity. Now, don't be the person that's one foot in, one foot out. That you in the streets, but you're not in the streets. Trying to tell the kids to get out the street. Like, what kind of sense does that make? Oh, listen, that was the one thing I never got as a kid. It's when adults be like, oh, do as I say, not as I do. No. No. You don't. You actually don't talk to me as much. I see what you do more than you tell me what I should be doing. And that's the thing about it. How many times do you got to tell your kids, that, yo, don't, don't jump on the couch. Yo, don't run in the house. Don't run up and down the steps. Don't do that. You tell them, you might have to tell them uh, multiple times a day. And the thing is, it ain't that they don't hear you. It ain't that they ain't, they ain't listening. It's the thing is, are you running up and down the steps? Are you running the house? Are you just spitting your feet on the couch? Are you doing, are you being the example that you don't want them to be? Because they're going to follow your example. It's easy for people, like what, what's the game? Uh, Simon Says. Uh -huh. It's easy for people. Simon Says is a, is a popular game because it's easy to do. Right. It's easy. Simon Says, touch your head. So you touch your head. Simon Says, touch your foot. Touch your foot. Simon Says, touch your neck. And when you, if you put your hand on your chest and you told them to touch their neck, they're going to touch the chest. Mm -hmm. They out. And that's what it is. It's just like they follow what you do more than what you say. 
But when you what you say matches what you do, you got double the power to get them to move or get them to do something in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what that's what you have to do, man. And I'm glad that you kept on pouring into your cousin and and it's the world better for it. How about that? The world better for it. It's like you reach one like we're in church, like he say, hey, man, if you started a church and you only saved one soul got saved, man, you did your job. Because that's like a thousand souls getting saved. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. that person wins that person and that one person wins another person and that person. But the key is being consistent. Don't get tired of people. No, but somebody wasn't tired of you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But what the thing is, we get tired of people. We get, ah, they don't want to listen. Da-da-da-da, they don't want to listen. So we get tired of people. But who got tired of you? Who gave you a second chance? Who gave you chance the third chance? Who gave you a chance after chance after chance? You know, that's what you gotta give these kids, man. You gotta give them chances after chances, man. Like that's what you gotta do. Yeah, and then also too, don't talk down on the kids. Don't talk down on them. Like, do not talk down on these kids because just like you don't like to be talked down to, they don't like to be talked down to. Just like you want certain things or you want to be addressed certain ways, address the kids certain ways and stuff like that. No, they're not being grown. No, this, that, and other. Only thing you got to do is you got to meet them on their level and talk to them if you're trying to get them to a higher level. Like, that's all it is. Don't be thinking that you all high and mighty or that you got all this stuff so they should listen to you. Like, don't nobody have to listen to you. Don't nobody have to follow you. Don't nobody have to do anything that they don't want to do. So don't think that you can approach these kids and say whatever you want or treat them however you want to and think that they're supposed to just listen. Don't think that you're not supposed to give respect to these kids and think that they're supposed to respect you. Like, I don't know where that came from. I don't know who made that idea. I don't know who figured, who thought that that was the way that things are going in this world. Listen, you have to give respect to get respect. So if you out here cussing and fussing and all this other stuff, you can't be mad if the kids start cussing and fussing and everything else. If you out here smoking weed or running the streets and all this, that, and other, you can't be mad when the kids out here smoking weed and running the streets. Like they're going to do the same things that you do. So before you even think that you are high and mighty or think that you got yourself all the way together, do a self-assessment. Do it all of a sudden. Figure out like what's going on with you in your life. Because the things that you think that people don't see, they see. The things that you think you got hidden, they're they not hidden. Because everybody know everything. Everybody figure out at one point. Everybody done seen stuff and things like that. But also the thing is this. You don't have to always be right. You no. don't have to always be perfect. You don't. you don't have to always have had yourself together. You don't. Truthfully, you can connect with me when I was a kid. Uh-huh. You can connect with me more. If you told me when you fell, yeah, don't come to me telling me, oh yeah, you Shoot, see the people car. Tell, people tell me like, like I'd rather hear your stories. Like I preach or whatever. Like I'd rather hear your stories of how you how 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 you was down. You know how God brought you back up. Like it's better like that. You know what I mean? Then like, you know, we use biblical, we use scriptures and all that. You know, but it's better to hear how man and how God brought. Us. Like, forget what David did and forget how. God delivered David. How did God deliver move? Exactly. You know what I mean? Forget about, you know, Susie and Ben. Or what about move? What about Musain? What about Steve? You know, what about you? How you how how did you overcome? 
that's what people are hitting for, man. You tell people you be real transparent. I'm hey, look. Anybody tell you, man? I'm super transparent. I'm super transparent. Hey, listen, shameless plug. If you haven't got my book, Twenty One Days of Life, a family that prays together, go out and get it on Amazon, man. I'm super transparent, man. And read with your kids. That's a good reading tool too to be with these kids. Come on. Definitely. Listen, and then also, also the thing is, yo, you just gotta do something. Just do something. Like we gotta build. We gotta get better. We gotta, we gotta create a better atmosphere for our kids. We gotta create a better, better neighborhood. We gotta get back to where it used to be. Like the neighborhood used to take care of the neighborhood. Like we used to really take care of each other in the neighborhood. Yeah. Like stop, stop thinking just because you a homeowner or you got yourself together or you move, you don't want people all in your business and stuff like that. But the, the thing that get me though, y'all don't want people in your business. But you got everything on Instagram and Facebook. You got everything that happens to you on Instagram and Facebook, but you don't want to buy in your business. Oh, no, I don't. I, I keep my stuff to myself and stuff. No, but you got a thousand pictures on Facebook and Instagram about when you're doing stuff or how you, quote, unquote, stunting and how you get, how you get at the bag and all the other stuff. But So you want to get on that on the last 10 minutes? Huh? You listen, I'm just saying, though. No, I'm just saying, though, because... Cause I mean, be, I, I see you want to go away listen, from the murders and stuff. They be let's on their high and mighty. Listen, they be on their high and mighty about like, oh, I got myself together. I'm doing all this other stuff and things like that. Oh, you need to get like me. I'm, I'm this, that, and the other. No. Talk about where you came from. Talk about how you how you just got your life together. So you bringing it back? Talk about, listen, talk about all that. Listen, let's talk about everything. <laughs> I knew you was going to go listen, off course. Don't forget. Don't forget, no, because a lot of times they be talking to these kids crazy. They be talking to, listen, they be talking to these young people crazy. And I be looking at it like, yo, like, hold on. I don't remember you being born with a silver spoon in your mouth. No. I don't remember you you being with the Huxtables. Nah. I don't remember your dad. Is your dad mom in the house? Didn't I serve you? Yeah, like, hold on. Didn't I? Was he out here running the streets? Like. Like, come on, like, stop acting like y'all ain't, y'all haven't been where they are. Stop acting like, stop acting like these kids aren't, and that's the thing about it too. A lot of y'all didn't get yourselves together till like 25, 26, 27, yeah. somewhere in there. So these kids still got time. They still got plenty of time. So if they on the path know, that you on, they still got time. They still got time. They still got time to go. They still got time to learn. Don't treat them like they, like their life is over. Don't treat them like they done made the final decision. That's, that's, that's like, all right. Like, all right, they still got time, but they don't got time. Yeah. It's like it's like an expiration date. So it's like a it's like a press to let those kids know your story. You know what I mean? No, but when so I say about time, time, I'm only I'm learn. talking about I'm talking about when they're comparing themselves to the kids. Right. Like right. that's it. That's what that's what I mean by time. Like if they get their stuff together at the same time, you got your stuff together, they're still going to be on the same path that you on. Right. Don't condemn the kids or try to throw the whole kid away. But yeah, no, they but they don't have time. As in like, we need to get to them yesterday. Yesterday. We need to get to them last week. Yeah. Because it's a lot of decisions getting made out here. And there's a lot of things happening with police. Ooh, buddy. With the kids themselves. With the listen, they almost it's almost like they didn't bring gangs to Philly. If I felt like I was invincible, like back in '96, I'm dating myself. If I felt like I was invincible back then, I know these kids feel like invincible right now. And I ain't play with I didn't play with guns uh, prior, 
Yeah, I ain't play with guns. I had my knuckles, and I felt I was invincible. Like imagine these kids feeling like they right now with iron, carrying iron, and like we gotta talk to them, man. Yeah, <laughs> we gotta talk to them, man. Because because I'm tired of going to funerals and genazas. I'm tired of it. Yeah, I'm tired of it. like it's yeah. like truthfully, it feel like I'm going to. I I I really believe it might be a funeral every month. I really believe it might be from every month. This time, at least this time, it was it was a natural cause. This time, well, not a natural cause because a heart attack. I don't think a heart attack really is natural, but it was a massive heart attack. But this time isn't for somebody getting shot. But last month somebody got shot. The month before that somebody got shot. The month before that somebody got shot. The month before that somebody got shot. And that's the thing. That's the. That's what the regular, that's what became regular into the neighborhood or regular in, in like my life. And I stay out of trouble. I stay away from stuff. And I got other options, but you got people out here don't have options. They don't have no choices. They can't get out the jungle. They, they, they mom in the jungle, they grandmama in the jungle, they whole family in the jungle. And they looking for a light, but ain't no light. Ain't nobody helping them. Ain't no sort. They can't go to the, like you said, it's the churches. Churches all on every corner. Janazes on no mosque on every corner. Janazes is the, is the funeral, right? Yeah, mosque on every corner, like they're everywhere. But like you said, are they opening their doors? Is they doing weekend community? Are they doing weekday stuff? Is you literally are you literally opening your door like yo, like kids, come on in. At least listen. I don't even care if the only reason y'all opening your doors is to get the kids to become a Christian or become a Muslim. At least open your door. Yeah. Open your door. Cause they need something else to do. They need somewhere else to be. They need they need some guidance. They need some strength. They need a source. They need a source. And that's all we asking y'all to do is to be the source for them. To be the life for them. To show them that to show them that there is better out here for them. To show them that they, there's other options. And a lot of these kids only go to the options that's available. And think because the thing about it like this. The drug dealer on the corner all day. Drug dealer on the corner all day. So why you at work? Why you trying to? Why you trying to take care of your household and stuff? The drug dealer on the corner all day. The drug dealer see your kid go to school. The drug dealer see your kid when they come out of school. The drug dealer see your kid when all day long, and they saying hi. They saying what's going on. They speaking to him and stuff like that. But also, what the drug dealer is doing is the drug dealer is showing them an example. Like, yeah. oh yeah, you see my car. You see the girls I got. And even the other way, the girl, the female drug dealers, they out here too. Yeah. Listen, the females then 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 turn, and that's the sad part. Our ladies aren't ladies like they used to be. Our ladies are deciding, <laughs> are deciding to become they become men, like they become men. And and the thing is, they make it a norm. They make that, that's the new, that's the new wave. That's what everybody's doing. So we, so, so the thing is this. If they're pouring into your kids on a daily basis and they're getting to put more time into the lives of your kids than you are, then what what path do you think your kids are going down? I mean, and if you can't, man, listen, I was going to uh, do a minute with Moo. Uh, I do minutes with Moo. So I was going to do a minute with Moo uh, today. Matter of fact, I do on Wednesday. We do our podcast on Wednesday. And I was going to do a minute with Moo on, like, reach out for help. Reach out for help. Like, just don't let your kid just go. 
You know when you're losing your kid. You know when you feel that you're losing your kid. Reach out for help. And like you said, uh, what you said, like, when Joker's trying to correct your kid and you can't correct him, don't get, ah, don't talk to my kid like that. Don't talk to my son like that. I don't act, acting all crazy. You know, let that man, like, have words with your son. Let that woman have words with your son. But no, your pride get in the way. Because you, your son don't respect you. Your son don't respect you. Your daughter don't respect you. They don't respond to you. Maybe it's because of something that you're doing. But then you don't want no help with them. That's selfish. If you know your kid is lost out in these streets, go to somebody. We have plenty of programs, man. Listen, I don't. I don't have the list of my programs because I wasn't. I'm sorry, I wasn't prepared for this rundown. But if you DM me or DM me, uh, uh Mister Mister Twenty One Days or DM uh, Running Glasses, we'll get we'll give you some resources. Really, resources, man. Your kids dealing with some things that some challenging things in school. We'll give you resources. Some challenging behavior. No kid bad. They just got challenges. Challenging behavior. I give you the resources that help me with my kids. I'm not on this mic. I'm not on this podcast spewing stuff. We're not on this podcast spewing stuff that we don't know or we haven't been through or haven't experienced. We talking things that we know. We talking paths that we walk down. I always been a leader, so nobody forced me to put no crack or nothing in my hand. I did it because I did it under uh, under under my guys. How I wanted to be, how I wanted to look out for the homies. That's it. I was spoiled. My dad been in jail and all. I, I was spoiled. Got what I wanted from my grandma, so I ain't need to go out there. I worked. I worked since I was thirteen. Took that money, flipped it, so my homies can be okay. You dig? But you need help with your kid, and you feeling your kids going lost out in these streets. Call out for help. He 13. Like, like Steve said, some of y'all got yourself together when y'all was 26. He 15. Some of y'all got yourself together when y'all was 26. He 17. Some of y'all didn't get yourself together till he was 26. So with that being said, it's still more time. If he woke up this morning, or she, if she woke up this morning, it's time. It's still more time. If they're listening to the podcast and you're looking at your kids, it's still more time. It's not over. Don't give up on your kids. How dare you? How dare you put a give up? God said these kids are blessings. How dare you give up on your blessings and toss them to the streets like they're dolls? And allow your child, you can see your child every day on the street selling these drugs. Yeah, and the, and the thing is, don't don't say, oh, no, I didn't know. There's no such thing. Listen, there's no way that you don't know. There's no way that you don't know what your kid out here doing. And if you don't know, that's a shame. That's a shame if you don't know what your kid's out here doing. Like, there's no reason. I don't understand how you got a kid and you're not in the kid's life. Like, you you feel as oh I'm their mom I'm their dad or whatever they should respect me and this that, and other but what are you doing in their life like how are you pouring into them how are you helping them how are you guiding them how are you strengthening them 
Because if you're not strengthening them and things like that, they will listen to whoever it is is blessing their life. Like, so don't, oh, my kid's so disrespectful. They don't listen to me and things like that. But what what are you doing? And like, getting in your kid's life. Yeah. Y'all, we worry about Pop Smoke just got killed. We worry about Dwayne Wade, son. Meanwhile, your kid, where your kids at? Exactly. Come on, man. Stay focused out here. Oh, here. Stay focused out here. Get these kids. It's take a village. It's true. It take a village. While they pulling negativity in our kids, well, you're talking about these rap music. All they talking about is chewing, chewing, bang, bang. All they talking about is selling drugs, pulling negativities in our children. This is rap music. It's the rap music causing the violence. So what are you doing? If they causing the violence, let's if what they listening to, let them allow them to listen to positivity. Then allow them to listen to these programs that these guys, these great men and women, have to offer in this city. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm done. I'm 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 riled up. I'm done, man. <laughs> yeah, but like like you was just saying, we are we are the answer for the kids. We are the guidance for the kids. We are the ones that's going to change the the how everything is going on, especially in the inner cities. It's no reason that these thirteen year olds is killing thirteen year olds. These fourteen year olds is killing fourteen year olds. There's no reason that these kids is out. These kids is out here making grown decisions, throwing their lives away. And the thing about it is, I, I a lot of them don't even understand what they're doing or the the minute of the decision that they're making how it's going to change the rest of their life. Because if a child kills a child, there's two lives lost because the child is going to go to jail. They're going to find them. They're going to catch them. It ain't no, there is no hiding out or anything of that sort. They're going to go to jail. They're going to get tried by a jury that don't look like them. They're going to get the full law, the full book of the law thrown at them. They're going to get the maximum amount of time and things like that because they look a certain way, because they already are thought of, of being a certain way and things like that. So, we got to just prepare them. We got to help. We got to strengthen them. We got to do what we can do with these kids. Hey, listen. Hey, listen. I think I lost my voice or whatever. But look, we thank you for listening to us, our, our seventh podcast, Get the Lost One. We we thank you for listening to us, man. And like you said, reach out and help. Um, if y'all enjoy us, man, uh, follow us on every, wherever our podcast platform you're listening to. Leave comments, follow us, tell a friend to tell a friend about us, Spotify, Apple, whatever, like Apple Podcasts. We on there. You know, let's bring these followers up, man. We have something to say, man. You hear me? Uh, I'm Mr. 21 Days, a.k.a. The Bull Moo, a.k.a. Musin Thornton. And I'm Mr. Running Classes, Stephen Shears, a.k.a. Mr. Be There, a.k.a. You See Me, See You See Me, Why I'm Seeing You See Me, See You See Me. And you've been running for a minute. Rah!